Good morning, it is Tuesday the 19th of September and this is the Tuescast for the week and since I spoke to you last the Emmys have been held and um, I noticed but it's, re it's really uh, the last however many years have been such a great time for television I still remember how um, controversial it was to do TV and it was such a career risk and, and the rise of George Clooney and people saying, oh, but he's just a TV star, he's just a TV star. And, and then, you know, the, to, to transition from TV to film was hard enough, but to actually be a, films, a film actor and accept a role in TV, it could mean career death and it just doesn't anymore. And I think that's so wonderful for the art form that is contemporary television. And um, the Emmys were a fantastic uh, showcase for the oh, the comp complete smorgasbord of good TV, great TV that is available for um, consumers and and uh, people to enjoy. I don't know if I really like calling people who watch TV consumers, but I suppose we are, aren't we? But anyway, so um, a couple of things to notice. Uh, John Lithgow got the best actor for The Crown and that had such a fantastic performance. The, the episode of The Fog is still one of my favourite pieces of TV of the last 12 months and um, that series, I think, really the, the right person got the nod in that instance. He was, he was a beautiful piece of casting. I love John Lithgow anyway, but it was just fantastic to see that he got the Emmy. I was really, really pleased. Um, I was also extremely pleased to see that that beautiful episode of Black Mirror, San Junipero, the surprise that, that caught everybody off guard expecting another depressing episode and there's this incredible love story. I, I talked about that on a previous um, cast because it was the one that's called I Heart Mackenzie Davis because she's the actor who plays um, Yorkie and um, she's just fantastic. I really love her and Charlie Brooker got the um, Emmy for the, the script and it also won best TV movie I think and and that makes sense really because Black Mirror episodes really are long-form television I think they're over an hour and um, yeah that was that was fantastic I sort of scrolled down in the Guardian or maybe it was the ABC's list of winners yesterday and it was like, ah, Bear, oh my god so that was really good and also I was I was so I was so wrapped to see that Anne Dowd got the best supporting actress um, for Handmaid's Tale because she was the actress I was trying to name the other week. Uh, she plays the um, aunt. She's the lady who's teaching all of the handmaids how to be handmaids, and she keeps them under because she's like the matron of the of the house of of handmaids. Elizabeth Moss got leading actor for Handmaid, and that's that's great as well. I haven't seen any of that Atlanta show, but I recognise Donald Glover. He got the director thing. I didn't realise he was directing and, and that's that's really awesome. The, there were some comments that the Emmys were really, really well represented across a diverse group of people. It wasn't the whitewash that the Oscars is often accused of, of being. And uh, we'll see if the Oscars is ready to catch up because um, really I think the, you know, the, um, the bells are tolling on um, exclusive ethnic um, awards and I think in a way La La Land was a bit of a, um, a, a, a what's the word um, a collateral damage the the sort of uh, oh really over La La Land doing so well 
Um, but then Moonlight, obviously, which I haven't seen, still haven't seen Moonlight. <laughs> See, maybe this is my problem. I haven't seen Moonlight, but I have seen La La Land. And, um, I'd really like to catch up with films more. I love having a, a good sense of what's going on in the world of, of cinema. Um, Big Little Lies, which is uh, based on a, a book which I have read and is a fantastic book. It's She's a, such a great writer. I was in um, Leanne Moriarty's The with the writer. She's an um, Australian novelist based in New South Wales. I think she's a Sydney writer. And um, I first stumbled across her book, What Alice Forgot, in the library and I just I just burned through it I think I read it um, you know in a couple of days and uh, I really lived in that world with Alice and her memory loss and it was such an such a clever storytelling device I think that's one of the great things about Leanne Moriarty is her, her understanding of structure I was um, reading or hearing the other day that when you oh no that's right during book week we had visiting authors at the school and one of the authors said that when you are writing it's important to start your book with your end in mind and I think Leanne Moriarty's books are a really great example of you would have to have those endings in mind when you start that composition of uh, that is one of her novels I've read a couple now um there's still a few more and they're like nine dollars each because she's doing so well they're nine dollars each at Kmart in the book section so I bought myself a copy of Big Little Lies and um what Alice forgot but the uh, the upshot of this uh, rant about Big Little Lies is that uh, Nicole Kidman got the Emmy for the part that she plays and I'm assuming she plays the really the really sort of super pretty Celeste character um, I haven't seen the series because I refuse to give Rupert Murdoch money as you'll know um, and uh, but I would really really like to see it I mean it's got so many hallmarks of a production that I would really enjoy. I've got so much time for a Reese Witherspoon and I love it when um, actors that I have a, a, a great deal of faith in who have proved... I mean, Reese Witherspoon, she's she's been interesting from the beginning. I mean, you think back to Election and what an incredible film that was and, you know, like, it's Reese Witherspoon. So, you know, when she starts producing and then she picks one of my favourite authors and then she puts Shailene Woodley in it. And um, I love Shailene Woodley. She's in. She's the young girl who plays Triss in um, the Insurgent films, which I still need to see the third one of. Um, but she's also the um, in The Descendants with George Clooney, uh, the TV stars with George Clooney, um, with... Um, Judy Greer's in that as well and actually if you're a fan of actors like I am you you probably would want to look up the um, Toronto Film Festival's uh, classic film star photo booth portrait series that was up um, on the Guardian uh, it, look it, with me it's either the Guardian or the ABC they don't have paywalls and they are a, a good source of news um, I'd love to cross-check things in the Australian, but they have a paywall. And again, I'm not going to pay Rupert Murdoch. Do you understand me, Rupert? You're not getting any of my money, <laughs> ever. Um, and, you know, we have a digital copy of the Australian Financial Review at, um, at work, which I can sometimes have a chance to flick through. But I really don't like digital editions of newspapers. I much prefer a news website news. That's, it's just easier to use, you know. I, that's what I want, that's what I'm after, so yeah, I don't, I mean, there's been uh, the media laws that got passed with the assistance of Nick Xenophon, and I kind of thought it was a bit rich, really, for Labor to go the go the boot on Nick Xenophon so hard um, 
over his support of the, the, the media law changes. Um, I think it's a terrible shame that the Greens have lost... Uh... Oh, actually, maybe that, that chap who's who was the, their communications person, he's not the one who went out in the first couple of those constitutional casualties of the um, Section 44, was he? Scott Ludlam... Scott Ludlam Media Advisor? Anyway, I obviously need to cross-check my uh, facts before I say anything about this because I have a feeling that what I'm saying is actually incorrect. Um, but Scott Ludlam was an amazing senator and I really hope both he and Larissa Waters will sort out their citizenship stuff and, and come back because I'm assuming it's okay for them to come back. Is Barnaby Joyce still Prime Minister? <laughs> That's been interesting. Australia and the world is just in total chaos, isn't it? Like, um, but then you get... Donald Trump talking to the UN saying enough with, the, enough with the bureaucracy let's focus on people. You know, I think he has the most unfortunate voice of a politician I've ever heard. His, his voice is weak and sooky. It's just, it doesn't seem to matter what he's saying. He sounds like someone who would be a really bad kisser. Ugh. What a revolting thought. Um, anyway, I uh, Oh, actually, there's one more thing that I did want to say. I just heard on the news this morning that someone lost their job as a contractor for a children's birthday party supplier because they said on their Facebook that they were going to vote no. Now, I'm, I am opposed to that kind of interference in people's fair access to employment because I think the right to the fair to fair access to employment really trumps any political belief that a person has. So I think that we need it might it's reasonable to assume that we might need some stronger employment protections against dismissals. I mean, it's like it's the same offence to me as if the Catholic Church were to sack somebody for being gay or for wanting to marry their partner. You know, if, if someone who was employed by um, any organisation lost their job because of something that they believed personally, it's just not right. It's not. It's not right. You know, there's enough that's. <sighs> yeah. Don't mess with people's work. The, the people have the right to have their opinions, and actually, I can kind of see a little bit about what we're saying about what not we, but, but what people have said about the importance of, um, of free speech, protection of free speech, but I don't like the way that free speech is being used as a kind of, uh, what is it, a straw man, when people are actually trying to uh, oppress and um, control things. I mean, don't use it as a euphemism for neoliberalism, please. Free speech is such a noble thing to, to strive for and to, to protect in, in a civilization. It's really not, it's, it's really disgusting actually to see it reduced to a political football that gets kicked around every time some poor oppressed group tries to, you know, even things up a bit. It's, um, it really annoys me the way that the, um, the right wing do that. The further ahead I get, and I don't know how far I am, I really don't, but the, the further ahead I get on my own sense of my political understanding, the less I feel inclined to um, declare a position. I, 
there's a really interesting comment that gets made about um, like royalty, the monarchs. They're, they're not allowed to declare a position. That's where Prince Charles is always getting himself in trouble because he declares a position. And um, oh, in the in the Diana storm, um, you know, all of the media recognition of the um, you know the anniversary of her passing. I think it's I think it's worthwhile to remember that um, Charles hasn't really done anything wrong. So yeah. Anyway, he was. Anyway, I, I'm not going to go into Prince Charles right now because I'm actually really already tired and it's the morning. But, um, yeah, have a look through that list of Emmy winners. Um, I recommend watching everything that I've already recommended. Um, I'm looking forward to catching up with some more of those things that did well. And take care of yourself. <laughs> I will see you next Tuesday.